Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Josh Jenkins has been good enough to join me. Talk a little bit of trade. Talk a little bit of trade for tyre power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Welcome to you, Josh. Great to have you on. Thanks, Dwayne. I thought you might have been shipping a Werribee Kia over to uh, go for a spin around. I could take the Kia, perhaps. <laughs> I could be able to take that around. It, uh, it's uh, been good in my hands here, but it's, only in the, it's nicer in the warmer weather because I can uh, put the sunroof, uh, oh, uh, undo geez. the sunroof and just cruise around. I haven't seen you in town lately. You're still, you're still, doing, you're still living locally? Yes, we've just moved across town to East Geelong, Dwayne, so we're a little, oh, bit, nice. little bit further apart, which is, uh, which is a bit of a shame, but... Still, only a 10-minute drive. That's the beauty of living in Geelong. Everything's 10 minutes. Well, you've got the beautiful parklands there. You've got the, yes, it's the gardens, the botanic gardens. Beautiful place to walk the dog. Yeah, magical. Now nah, the dog's up on the farm. He's been uh, relocated, <laughs> so he's found greener pastures, a big fella. You would have been watching the 49ers this morning. Today, what have you made of the 49ers? Too good? Best team in football. Dallas uh, have proven, again, that they're uh, outmatched and undermanned when they come up against the physicality of, of San Francisco. And Brock Purdy was, was coming up to the draft, had the AFL draft camp on the weekend, of course, uh, uh, all that uh, type of thing happening in the AFL. Well, Brock Purdy was literally named Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft, but he's proving to be anything but. He is a very, very good quarterback on the best team in the NFL. Hey, while I got you, while we're talking NBL, we're going to, NFL, I should say, we're going to talk a little bit of trade. Surely, but what have you made of the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift <laughs> hoo-ha and the, and the conspiracy theories that are flying around about it, which there are plenty of? There are. Well, the most recent conspiracy theory in the NFL was, believe it or not, and somewhat sadly, was that Damar Hamlin, of course, the player who suffered the cardiac arrest last year, uh, that he actually died and the person uh, that he's uh, that has been with the Buffalo Bills is not actually him. So that's how far-fetched they're willing to get over in the States. But mm. um, no, good luck to Travis and uh, and Taylor. Travis actually, Kelsey actually rolled the ankle quite badly this morning. It looked very, mm. very serious, but he, he returned to the game and, and scored a touchdown and the Chiefs were able to keep on keeping on. So uh, San Francisco looked the best. Well, we should never discount Kansas City, particularly when they've got Kelsey and Mahomes. And Buffalo lost, which is a bit of a surprise to me. Was it a surprise to you? I called that one, uh, Dwayne. Did you? Only because it was in it was in London. It was over there in Europe, and oh, Jacksonville yeah. played over there last week, so they'd been there for a whole week. They played at the venue last year. Uh, sorry, last week the same same um, in the same city. So I just thought they'd be acclimatized. They'd be used to the surroundings, and 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 Buffalo had come off a couple of real hammering. So. They were ready for a bit of a letdown. So no real surprise because Jacksonville are a good team. So talking AFL, uh, the Dogs have got pick four off the Gold Coast. Any talk as to what they're going to use it for? You're about to go on trade radio again this afternoon. Any talk as to what they might use pick four for? Yeah, not sure. I like I like the move, of course. Anytime you can you can jump up from from ten to four in the in the draft is 
is uh, is a good move. They do give up a lot to get there, though. So they go from 10 to 4, but they give up 17. So they give up a, a, a first rounder and then a future first rounder. So that's what makes pick one fascinating, Dwayne. That's why I think that this is a nice little, I guess, cast forward to to what pick one might be worth because there are there have been people and callers saying, you know, pick one's worth such and such and North Melbourne can do this and Melbourne can do that. But if you're giving up effectively three first-round picks to go from 10 to four, that's a big jump. So I, I can't wait to see what, what others are willing to do to get their hands on pick one. Is that also telling us it's a, it's a bit of a lottery? And Kevin Sheehan was on today saying that it really evens out and that's the, the calm way of putting it. But... Will it be a bit of a lottery beyond pick seven, eight, do you think? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I always find the narrative around what type of draft it is a little bit skewed and a little bit... Yep. I mean, I, I don't really read anything into it because we are looking forward. I've been meaning to do a bit of a deep dive, even on positionally speaking, you know, high half forwards. So many of the, the, the premiership winning high half forwards and those who are the best in the competition, you know, the, playing that high half forward, they're all, they're all late draft picks. They're all rookies. They're all mature age recruits. You know, talking about Brad Close and those type of players who, who, have, um, who play those types of roles. So, you know, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a little bit, yeah, I find it a little bit foolish to, to try and label a draft as as this, that, or the other, because the reality is there are good players, you know, early, uh, throughout the middle stages, and always late in every single draft. So um, where do you think number one pick will end up being? Do you think the West Coast will keep it? Do you think they'll take Harley Reid? No, I think, I, I think they will err on the side of caution and, and move pick one. I just think there's been so much... Uh, smoke and noise around pick one and uh, around Reed's, I guess, unwillingness to go to Perth. Now, he said what he had to say at the draft camp on Friday. He wasn't going to say, no, I'm not willing to go, uh, like Eli Manning did back in the day in the NFL. But he um, he did what he he did what he did had to do. But I think they'll, uh, they'll move it. They've got to, and this is, again, uh, something that's worth talking about at a later stage, that so many clubs now. Jason McCartney from GWS has been the most uh, outspoken. Too many clubs are, are becoming uh, focused on the on their geography when it comes to who they draft. The Giants mm. are, are saying, you know, we're not very confident about drafting metropolitan Melbourne kids. We want to draft kids from country Victoria and we are becoming a little bit uh, – we are really getting to a bit of a worrying position when, our, when we have got five or six clubs who are, who are looking at local talent or talent from specific parts of Australia, particularly when there are a lot of clubs saying Melbourne-based kids aren't the ones we want to go after because we know that's where the heart of, heart of the draft comes from. All right. So um, what about Melbourne? Are they going to – trade in to get a lower pick, do you think? Who else is in the reckoning or in the running yeah, to try and get pick one? I think Melbourne, Hawthorne and, and North Melbourne are the three clubs we need to look out for. I don't know that anyone else can jump up and, and get it done. The, the fascinating thing is, and this is why forecasting is great, because you know when Melbourne, and if we have a look back at a, at a, at a trade from last year, Luke Jackson's trade uh, with, with Melbourne, if you have a look back, it's important to try and look ahead, and if you think if you if you think another club's going to dip, or you think they're going to be better than 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 you think they were going to be last year, that's important because when you're trading future picks, it's it's 
it's reliant on where the club finishes. So, you know, Melbourne do that deal with Fremantle, probably at the time a little bit reluctantly, but they say, oh, well, we've got to move Jackson on. That ends up, Fremantle have a, a poorer year than all of us think. They go from the finals right down the ladder. Um, um, then Melbourne end up with pick six on the back of it. So that's mm. where it can be really, really fascinating. You do a deal uh, like GWS did, Jacob Hopper and, and Richmond, that, you know, all of a sudden that deal looks so much better because Hopper Hopper's deal uh, becomes so much better for the Giants because they end up with a top 10 pick because Richmond don't have a great season. So that's where it becomes really fun to try and forecast ahead when doing these trading of, of future picks for players. So you're about to jump on Trade Radio at three or have you just jumped off it? To talk no, to three till six, uh, the late trade, right. Damian Barrett steering the ship with myself and Phil Davis, who's really added uh, plenty as well. He's still a listed player, officially a listed player, but he's been adding heaps in terms of uh, assessing a lot of the key position players. I know he's going to go through the, I think he's going to go through the Richmond key position players today, and we're going to have a close look at the St Kilda list as well and work out uh, what they might need moving forward. They had a good season this year. Ultimately, we're no match for the Giants in the final, so we'll have a good look at the Saints. And all the clubs, of course, arrived. I've heard some of the audio that you've played as well. Mm. So all the clubs are uh, at Marvel Stadium, so it's about to really heat up. Yeah, two options on SEN for this week and next week. You can listen to me. Uh, you can listen to your normal SEN if you want to Check out Andy and Gazy after me, or you've got Trade Radio as an option as well, going side-by-side side with us. So, hey, Josh, before I let you go, I've got to ask you one Geelong question. I heard the breakfast boys telling me that Tom Hawkins hadn't signed for next year. Yeah, not sure what's going on there. I've had a few questions about that myself, as if I was the person uh, organising the contract. But uh, <laughs> oh, Dwayne, you know how it works down there. They're, they're quite relaxed. There's the, Chris Scott didn't sign his most recent coaching contract for about yep. six months. So, uh, no, I'd be staggered. In fact, I would be. I would fall over if uh, Tom Hawkins wasn't wearing the Geelong jumper next year. One extra cow and he signs it? Is that all he needs? <laughs> yes, well, well, cows, they tell me, or he tells me they're worth plenty at the moment. So he's <laughs> he's looking at a, a steer per goal. <laughs> that would be a good contract to be on. Uh, it wouldn't be too many assists, then he wouldn't be handing them over in the goal square. Great to have you, Josh. Good to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Dwayne. See ya.